Greetings, my friends, and welcome to a little car cast. I'm just en route uh, home. It's about 7 o'clock p.m., and in this episode, I've been meaning, see, this is a common thing in my life, and I think maybe, you know, look around in your own heart and mind, see if this affects you, but I love to have an idea and imagine it blown up and perfect. You know, out in the world, and it's perfect, multiple iterated iPhone 11 version before iPhone 1. And this is one of those core ideas that I think will have legs for decades and decades, um, just in the people that learn this concept. And so that's a big promise. But let me share it. I call it reading moments. And it comes out of Ecclesiastes 3, where there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to this, a time to that, a time to hug, a time to not hug, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. And there's a, there's a time and a place for every single thing. There's a time and a place and purpose for every single thing. And the core of this idea, um, the reason I'm sharing this right now, I'll get into the context of the story in a second, but the, the overview would be there are certain words and conversations and moments that if we do the exact words in the exact spirit or we do the exact action at, in the exact way but in a different moment it's an it can be the difference between a smashing wisdom moment a smashing success moment um, and an absolute incredible fail just on being able to read the moment, similar to a book, to look at a moment and read it. So here's, here's, here's this, whatever. Here's the context. So I just got off the phone. Uh, Matt Shetler hits me up. He was on the golf course all day. Or not all day, but he, he played around the golf with actually a gentleman who listens to this podcast. So you, this whole podcast is about you and you know who I'm talking to. And you know, who I, you know, uh, this is just, it's got to be an interesting experience to hear a story about yourself um, on this podcast. But here it is. I'll leave your name anonymous because it doesn't matter. But technically, he's a lead of somebody in our communities. Um, but Matt went out golfing with him to talk retirement plans and stuff like that. Meanwhile, on the course, they spent 20, 30 minutes talking about our $5,000 travel pro product. And this particular guy who's Matt golfing with, um, he's a young guy, you know, 27, uh, athlete, good-looking, successful, makes some money, probably six-figure-ish earner, and he's just—he's a—he's a great person. I met him at a golf tournament and uh, the PGA thing. It was really fun. Here's my point. So Matt goes out to talk retirement. They have a great time, but they spend a good amount of time on our Renaissance product. And Matt just hit me. He's like, "Hey, this—this this guy's ready to go." Like. He's ready to buy, and he said, so I'm going to hit, you know, the, the guy who brought him into our world and tell him, hey, just call him, and, like, he just wants to be closed. He literally just wants the closing conversation, but we're pretty, you know, in, in our world, we're not, I would say, pushy. We're anti-pushy to the point of, like, not selling, like, sales prevention programs sometimes, but anyway, I, I told Matt, I said, in this moment, right now, you have to send a text. We'll, we'll say to John. You have to send a text to John, meaning the, the gentleman who introduced uh, this 
this potential buyer into our world. And you got to hit them right away and say, hey, you talked a good solid 20, 30 minutes on Renaissance. He's ready to pull the trigger. It's a 3K commission for John. And I said, because if you don't do that, this is the potential moment that you're going to lose. And it's, it's very nuanced. It's very subtle. But I said, if this potential lead texts John and says, hey, I was just out with Matt, had a great time golfing, uh, really interested in Renaissance, I said it could open the door, a very small one, in John's mind like, hey, is, is Matt trying to like steal my sale? And that's not how Matt is, and it's not how we roll, but human nature is human nature no matter how great we think we are. And I said, you're going to miss an opportunity to do a deep bond with John right now by sending him a text and say, hey, you spent 30 plus minutes just talking renaissance and he's ready to go give him a call. It's like 3000 on the hook, probably a 15 minute conversation. And I said, if you read that moment right now's the moment to do it, A, while the prospect is hot, B, um, because it's fresh, but C, to prevent an emotion that is the exact counter opposite even though it wouldn't be true if John felt for a second, oh, hey, is Matt going to steal my sale? And then, you know, just for a second, now read on it, read into this. It's, it's just a second, and it'd be validated real quick with a simple text like, hey, Matt, you know, how, how's it looking with the Renaissance thing with whoever? But I said, Matt, you have a moment right now to build a, br a deeper bridge and a deeper bond with John by calling him and basically saying, you teed up this sale for him, now go get it. And it's the reading of the moment. Let me give it a few more con, you know, a few more key times in reading moments, um, just from a practical point of view. One is like I'm coming home right now from being gone all day, and we have a simple protocol when Shannon or I come home when we haven't been home for hours, that all the kids kind of drop what they're doing. Everybody in the house comes up. It's a standing thing. It's a hugging thing. If they're playing video games, those get paused. Hey, Dad, hug, hug, you know, how you doing? Good to see you, whatever. Um, it's just a protocol that we have because that's kind of what we set up. But one of the other things in reading moments was if there was a discipline issue. So I'm going to walk into my house right now, and I know for sure that if Shannon had some kind of, you know, we have four kids, and there's a discipline little something to talk about, you know, not every day, but every three days or so. But what would happen was sometimes she would save the discipline issue till I walk in the door and then we address it. And I was like, I just don't like the neuro-linguistic imprinting I'm making on my kids' minds. Dad walks in, I get in trouble. Dad walks in, shit's going to go down. Dad walks in, oh boy, I'm in trouble. I said, I don't deserve to walk in and create that kind of impact with my kids. So basically, Shannon and I have a, have a rule. Now, of course, if it's a more serious discipline issue, you know, that it's a meeting or whatever. But it's the idea that we self-contain the discipline. We deal with it. We solve it. And it's over. So the, I'm not dragging Shannon into something four hours later right when she walks in the door. It's the wrong moment to impress discipline on the kids. Another key one, I'm just kind of rambling in the car cast here, but another one would be at the signing of a contract or before a hiring, 
This is the moment and the only moment, especially in a hiring, that you set the standards so explicitly clear that, because for instance, I was just with a friend, whatever, she was telling me that her nanny is just kind of a piece of trash and all she does is sit on her phone and text her boyfriend all day and just make sure the kids don't die. She's got a couple twins or whatever and they're just little kids. And she said this this nanny doesn't do anything, doesn't do the dishes, doesn't doesn't play with the kids, doesn't do anything. And it's kind of like, well, it's there's almost no hope to bring that standard in now because when you hired her, you didn't read the moment that that's the time to lay down the expectation and the standards where if you say, you know, like, you know, if you're going to do this job, we're really excited. We think you're going to be a great match. Uh, one of, how we kind of see this role is, you know, I understand phone and communication. It's part of it's part of reality. But really, when you're when you're with the kids, it's like we're painting, teaching them instruments, teaching them how to fold laundry, teaching them how to like sweep the floor we expect the dishes to be done we want you to teach the kids how to do the dishes actually participate in the making of their own meals and here's how i know that this works i've done this a couple times with nannies and it's an amazing like they do exactly what the expectation is but for my friend who just hired her because she was a good fit and passed the background check whenever i see her she kind of bitches about her nanny but it's over it's too late you can't start calling up a standard. She's already getting paid whatever she's getting paid, 15 bucks an hour or whatever. It's tough to say, oh, yeah, by the way, we want to make this job completely different than the job you're doing, and we're not even going to increase your pay. The moment's lost. It's gone. It's completely, totally, utterly gone. So the moment, in terms of standards and expectations, it's always there's a moment to read it and like it, it, go back to the kids one more time and we can come up with one more business thing before I get home. <clears throat> but with the kids, before we go to a party or if we show up, we tell the kids, you, you go find the host. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a birthday party. I don't care what it is. The very first thing you do is find the host and say, thanks for inviting me over. Thanks for inviting us over. The fruit tray looks great. Or the house looks, you know, whatever's true. Don't make up something that's not true. But you go and you thank the host and you pay a compliment. And I said, that's the standard and you do it every time we show up. Okay. There's, it's the reading of a moment. Now, again, again, here's another thing. You got to be able to, uh, you know what, I'm going to kill it because I'm at home and I'm going to kill this idea. But the concept is out of Ecclesiastes 3. There's a time and a purpose and a place for every single moment. And wisdom is really the art form of finding out <clears throat> when is the moment to say that or when is the moment to do that or when is the moment to whatever. Let me give you one more kind of a business, businessy idea is we had uh, just a, a client in our world go just fall off the face of the earth, kind of do some douchey things and just kind of disappear. Okay. It was just a weird thing. So I saw one of his friends who was like, Hey, 
Mark, just I want to like give you some context around what happened and this and that and the other things so you can understand because it was a little douchey and I told him it was a little douchey. And I mean, I know you're going to I know you're going to give him a firm, solid rebuke when you see him again. And I said, you know what, actually, I'm going to do. I said, I'm not going to let the first moment that I see this client again or interact with this. And it's not a client. It's a friend and a client. I said, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil that moment with like, okay, you're meeting the principal now and you're in trouble. I'm going to just reestablish that. I'm on his team. I'm cheering for his life. He made a decision. He took some advice. Maybe it was a little weird, but he took it. And he took it and he did a courageous move. Was the move proper? Yeah, whatever. But I said, I'm going to reestablish love. I'm going to reestablish brotherhood. I'm going to reestablish the moment that matters a lot bigger than me shaking his my finger at him, teaching him a lesson on how to, on how to, you know, move and make decisions and stuff like that. I said, there'll be a time for that, but it's probably, you know, five to seven hangouts later after we're having a cigar and a couple beers and we're like, you know, let's just, let's process and just redo. Let's just open that thing up and talk about how we could have done that better for everybody. There's a moment. And, and I think the key that I'm sharing here, and I, maybe I'm oversharing it, but the, the idea is to read the moment. When is the word? When is the right time to say that? When is the right time to do that? When is the right time? When is the wrong time? So much of life is seizing the moment and yield, and really, really manifesting the most meaning in that moment appropriate to its time, right? So there's there's just a time for this and there's a time for that. All right, Mark Overson, Reading Moments, over and out. Much love.